Thank you for joining us on the Underdog Podcast, the place where we believe at one point in your life, you were an underdog and overcame adversity. And for that reason, we want to hear your story. I am your boy, Calvin Blackman. And I am Kyle Decker. This episode is powered by Crimcheck. Hey, Black, what's on your background? Skirt, skirt, squeaky clean. Mm, I don't know about that, but hey, everyone has a past. And while we aim to tell stories, we also know how important it is for employers to get the answers they need to make hiring decisions quickly, which is why we have partnered with a company called Crimcheck. They specialize in providing pre-employment screening and certified background checks. Don't be left in the dark. Contact Crimcheck today by going to crimcheck.net. Make sure to mention this ad to hear about their premier pricing solutions. Hey, Black, I'm thinking about scheduling time for us to watch The Lion King during our next staff meeting. What do you think? <laughs> Man, you done lost your damn mind. Hakuna Matata deck? You don't even know what that means. Psh, it means no worries. So what are you worried about, Black? After all, it works for today's guest, who is one of the most successful athletic directors in the country. We do want to welcome Mike Bone, who explains the importance of hiring the right fit and how we need to be all in. UDP Nation, this is Deck here. This episode with Mike Bone was previously recorded at the University of Cincinnati. Mike is now the athletic director at the University of Southern California. He has a tremendous message that we would love to share with you, Trojan Nation. Well, we appreciate Mike Mike Bone joining us today, the athletic director for University of Cincinnati. So uh, I want to start it off with a, a little bit of a rack in your memory. So what does September 22nd, 2007, does that ring a bell for you? Oh, that date boy. and time. It's a Saturday, September 22nd, 2007. Does that ring a bell at all? Oh, boy, it doesn't. Well, it's our uncommon commonality. I mean, you never talked about this, so... I was a player at the university, or I almost said University of Miami. All oh, my my alumni you are kill me. Player there, so I was Miami University. Yeah, I wasn't at the U. I was at Miami, and you were the AD at Colorado. All right, a forty-two-zero. I remember Ooh. that score. Yeah, I actually have a helmet from Miami from that game in my in, at my house. So did we leave? I have a lot of respect for Miami. So are you ready for this? So uh, I am really proud that uh, my old high school head coach. Tim Rose went on yeah. to become the head yeah. coach at Miami. Yeah. So I've always had a fondness and respect for Miami. So Yeah, I love Tim Rose. Yeah, great. And, and we actually, Katie, you didn't know if you were going to remember that. So I, I'm proud that you – Now that you put nothing, it together, yeah, yeah, yeah that yeah. all came together. When so I played in – I was active for 52 games in Colorado. was the only game that we I've never uh, actually played in because I held for field goals, backup quarterback. So – I uh, wasn't as good as a quarterback as you at, no, at Kansas. I was all so, clip, clipboard, too, man. <laughs> we all got to do that, right? <laughs> right. All so, the clipboard quarterbacks are a good thing. Yeah. So I was like, that's our uncommon commonality. I said, how are me and Mike connected? And I started racking. I, I was looking. Now, yeah, too. I was looking at your career trajectory, which is which is fantastic. But I was like, wow, you know, that's the only game that always sticks out to me. Everyone always talks about career, different things. I said, well, I held for field goals in fifty-two games. There's only one game, and it was. The uh, Colorado, which was a beautiful stadium, Boulder was a great opportunity, but uh, yeah, we, we only had a hundred. I think it was the worst Miami uh, offensive production in our history. I think we had 130 total yards, and it was just ugly. So anyway, but we saw the Buffalo run around the field, which was cool, 
And uh, that was about the highlight of our, get, our you, day. You signed off on on that game, huh, to make sure that that game happened? I did schedule that game, actually. But, I, again, I have Man. I have great respect for, for Miami yeah. and, obviously, their, their program. Was that with Terry Hebner? Uh, I, no, I uh, scheduled with their AD at the time. So, it was, okay. yeah, I don't know who their coach was. Yeah, it was Brad Bates, I think, at that time. Yeah, Brad's the one to help me schedule. But, anyway, I just wanted to start it off with our uncommon commonality and um, – you know, really appreciate your time. First of all, I know you're really super busy launching fall sports here, and I know some exciting stuff happening. Uh, with it, with this being the underdog, um, wanted to know. Obviously, everyone can see the success you've had. You know, starting what, at Air Force um, or, or your collegiate career at Kansas. Um, you know, coming from Illinois and then work our way through. Like, how have you grown? I guess that's a broad question, but how have you? started uh, at Air Force and then work your way here to University of Cincinnati? Well, it's interesting when you start talking about commonality and different things and Coach Rose, and I think it actually goes before Air Force Academy, before uh, going to grad school at Ohio University and before going to the University of Kansas, it was in high school. And it's awesome when you think of underdog, the immediate story that comes to mind for me is when we were in the state tournament, we were the number 16 seed my senior year in basketball in the state of Colorado. And we went on to win the championship. And it is just a phenomenal story about how a group of guys and a coach just rallied and uh, knocked off the number one seed, the number four seed, the number two seed uh, to win the championship and how special that really was. So I think that being an underdog and, and representing those aspirations that we all have, I think, is really what sports is all about. And it provides such a great platform. But it's also really a – representation of what life is like for so many people. And I think that's why I feel so blessed to be in this business. But I think in the end, I mean, we all have aspirations and goals and desires. And I think that never say die mentality and that sense of teamwork and collaboration and unity is what gets things done. What would you say, uh, as far as hard work, where, do, where would you say that played a role in your trajectory as far as, you know, getting into the athletic field as an, as an administrator and then kind of building? Because obviously you're not going to start on the top, you know, as an, you have to you have to, you know, earn your stripes. Where would you say kind of sports from your personal playing days and your hard work there played a role into your your professional career? Well, again, I think that's why I'm so uh, blessed to have been around awesome high school coaches, even some junior high coaches, some little league coaches, uh, youth football coaches that just instilled that sense of pride. And, and you you know, you'd like to say I was a hard worker. I mean, I was proud in college. I I wasn't an all-league player by any means. I was all-league clipboard. I looked good in a hat wearing a clipboard, but uh, you know what? I never missed a practice in four years and felt like uh, I did everything I could to help with the program, and and we had some good moments. And uh, you just start thinking back about people that are around you. And uh, some of the staff here thinks I'm crazy when I show clips of the Lion King during some of our uh, meetings and so forth. But if you recall in the Broadway play, when they start singing that song about he lives in you and he's really talking to all of us really and that's what something that really Broadway and Hollywood can do like no other we were talking a little bit about uh, movies and different things and you know you start thinking about all the people in our lives parents brothers sisters coaches teammates teachers you know doctors you could go on and on and on and all those people and how they live in us and I think that's why 
you know, the Lion King, everybody goes, well, come on, Mike, you're talking about a silly deal. And, and you know what? You know, we all have a, a form of Simba in all of us. And it is a matter of trying to pull all that out and think, all right, what are we going to do to be to be great and do exactly what we do? And hopefully open up new doors through different relationships and try and pull it together. Wow. I love that. Yeah. yeah. It might be introducing Lion King to uh, the job center. <laughs> so me too. Yeah, I mean, yeah. think about, think about it. And I, it's funny, I, by no means am I being criti- critical because I'm, I'm not an expert, but I took my grandkids to the new Lion King uh, movie. You know, everybody, what's, it's the number one grossing movie, what, in the world for what, two, three, four weeks, whatever it was. But, and I enjoyed it and I loved the story, but I wanted to say, oh man, you guys missed the biggest part of the movie in making the dramatic piece of say when he's looking into that pond and then he and, and then the new one, he says, Yeah, you gotta look deeper into it. But that's really what that's all about. And it's about leadership and understanding all the different people that are in you and and the uh, people that have invested in you to help make you who you are. And uh, as I like to say sometimes, to, you know, people are like, man, he's placed at third base and thinks he hit a triple. Well, he was placed there, you know, versus, hey, when you really hit a triple or maybe get a walk and steal a base and maybe advance on a, on a, on a fly ball, whatever, now you're making things happen right. through hard work and anticipation and, and all those different things. So uh, I think that Lion King piece about he lives in you, it's not just our dad, it's all those people. Mm-hmm. that live in us and really make us who we are. Yeah. Another question I had is you, I mean, which is fantastic. I think your human development obviously has been seen. And then I'm in, inter- how do you get those folks on your team? So talk about the interview process of, I see like your athletic staff. I've had some, you know, um, involvement with, with the interactions. And a lot of people don't know how great of a staff you've built, you know, from an administrative perspective, uh, they see obviously the head coaches such as Coach Fickle or you know um, Mick in the past or Coach Brennan and now Coach Guggins, all the different coaches that have you've assembled. How have you assembled that talent? Uh, what is the interview process? What do you look as leaders of those um, those sports? Like how have you compiled such a great talented group? Well, first of all, thank you for asking that question because I thought in preparation today um, I was thinking, boy, I hope he asked about that aspect of our business because really when we're going through a process looking for a head coach that's what we're looking for is a leader we're not looking forward to come somebody come in and go hey i'm the first one to introduce the shuffle pass and i'm innovative and i have the ability to do this all this incredible uh game op stuff and we're like yeah okay well we expect you to be able to do that I expect you to be on the forefront of, of all the different aspects associated with running a team, but you're really looking for a leader. And uh, in leadership and in coaching hires, uh, regardless of what it is, I think that uh, hiring head coaches is one of the most important roles that we have. But that being said, it's not an exact science. It's not like, okay, everybody checked off our perfect boxes, we're golden. you know. But I think you look at, uh, you know, Michelle Clark Hurd, who we hired in women's basketball and her results, and Mandy uh, DeSales in, in, in swimming, uh, who does an incredible job uh, there, and how we identified her as being the answer for what we're doing. And um, you mentioned some of the other hires, but it's really not an exact science, but what it is is looking for leaders and the ability to lead people and the ability to recruit and be the face of a program. And uh, 
I think that's what I'm most excited about. I mean, when you see what Mandy has done with the swim program and, and uh, she actually goes, she's like Michelle. She has uh, two names too. Mandy comments to sales. She does a great job and uh, it's about leadership. Mm-hmm. So do you trust your gut as far as like when you're interviewing them to identify their leadership? And we we work on so Calvin and I work on adding talent to our organization, and we talk about that often. Is like there is an exact science, but you have to trust a little bit of your uh, intuition and gut. Is that a lot of like your just your accumulated skill sets of being on teams and being on? You ask certain questions and see how they, you know, obviously do your research and and hear what others have to say about them, but you know. I know it's not an exact science, but is there anything that you really key in on? Well, I think, again, back to, it's about leadership, but you mm-hmm. start thinking about fit. Sure. Fit, fit, fit. That, that is it. And I think that, you know, going through the process to uh, hire a football coach to any of them, you're thinking fit. Fit with us, fitting with our, our constituents on campus, with our staff, with uh, our community. I mean, and so that's what you're looking for. And I think you talk about gut. I, I, I'm a big believer your gut doesn't lie to you. And so you may think, boy, this coach did this and did that and all this. And then you start getting a sense something's off here. Right. Something's off yeah. on the fit. Something just isn't right. And then uh, uh, generally your, your gut doesn't lie to you. Because as you know, we all have little people that sit on our shoulders, right? Yep. yep. Right, little people that talk into your ear, and right, we all do. It's yep. just it is. Well, guess who's listening? We're listening, right? We're listening to those little guys on our shoulder or gals or whatever you want to want to say. But uh, it's really about fit, fit, fit. Yeah. That's it. Yep. In fact, often if I, I if I had my notes from interviews with coaches, which I keep on the top of the page before I go into the meeting, I write on the top of the page, fit, fit, fit. So I'm thinking to myself, thinking of the fit with our student athletes first and foremost, and our recruits, and then obviously all the other uh, players that are on our team. When you talk about leadership, what, when you think about the average fan, obviously being at UC and being a, you know, a large program, division one, I think the average fan and parents my coaches always used to tell us, you know, they don't see the work that goes in at 5 a.m. They only see what happens if you think of football on Saturday afternoon. Talk a little bit about that, what goes be- goes on behind the scenes with coaches as far as recruiting. You talked about you have the the um, the meet the team with golf today. Then you've got to get back for – kind of talk a little bit about just that process and what the day-to-day really goes in as far as being a coach and athletic director. Well, I think that it. There's no doubt about it. it it's it's an all in deal. It's twenty four seven, three sixty five. And I'm not complaining about that. I love that. In how do fact, you have, how do you have so much energy? Well, it, that's what I want to ask. He's well, in sport, not to interrupt him, but well, man, he's got, no, he always has energy. Yeah, but I'm passionate not, about yeah. it, and I love what yeah, I do. Uh, my mom was always a, a passionate person. She was a t- PE teacher and had a lot of energy, and so. You know, I'm blessed to have kind of those genes, but more importantly, it is about your passion. And it was funny. I was listening to the radio and coming in to today, and they were talking about, oh, that uh, we need to have adult recess time. And I'm like, okay, so we're you know we're all concerned about mental health and balance in our lives and so forth. And I got news for you. There is never a day in my life as an AD where if my phone rang and it has to do something with the student athlete or program that I don't pick it up. 
And I never go, I can't believe I'm picking it up. I'm in the middle of watching America's Got Talent, and it's the finals, and I have to take this call. It's like, you know what? You push pause, and you wait, and you take it. And, you, and, and you're all in. And I think that's why you talk about fit. I think we're looking for people on our staff constantly or that are about uh, that kind of fabric of being so passionate in. Now, that doesn't mean we don't want them to be great dads and moms and, and, and family members in their own. I mean, I mean, Katie Hague's sitting right here. I mean, the same thing. She's got two young kids. You know what? She's missing school things. She's missing something like that. You know what? She shouldn't be working here. You know what? I like our coaches to get to their games and school performances and, and uh, teacher-parent meetings and all that stuff. So I think it's just about scheduling and anticipating different things come up so that you can be a great mom and a great dad and a great coach and a great teammate and all those different things. So it's easy to say that, but really it's either you're all in or you're not. And I think that shows too, Like I and I can only relate to football, but I know right now that when camp starts – there's not an off day until the season ends. And that's Monday through Sunday, you know, sacrificing time with family. And how is your family? How have you dealt with kind of the family piece as far as having to uproot at times? Um, and then again, like you said, 24-7, you know, this is what you do. Now you're passionate about it, and I'm sure your family understands that. But how have you managed the whole family balance? Well, I, I think they would say that they understand that and they understand how I'm wired. But I think what we've done, and we have moved, I think my wife and I actually were talking about it the other day, I think seven times, and we're like, we have loved every single place we've been because we're just all in and we love it. But I think in the end, it's really about rather than saying, well, it's such a burden. You know what? Involve them. I mean, I can remember taking my kids when they were teeny tiny to uh, every single Air Force game. I mean, and I was doing the PA announcing for women's basketball. And guess what? They were there at every one, and the band's playing, and the cheerleaders are jumping around, and the Air Force Falcon guys running around, and they're loving it. Yeah. And they're loving it. And uh, I can remember when uh, uh, my wife needed a break which all moms do every once in a while. I'd pick up the kids, and guess what? I'd drive them to the press box, and I'd open up the press box and turn on all the TVs, and we'd watch, we'd watch MTV or anything else or a ball game, and they'd run around, and they were helping me stock the little refrigerators in the, in the sky boxes, and it was a great experience. And we had a load of fun, and I'm sure the security people, why are the lights on in the press box on a Wednesday night? But that's what we were doing is filling up the filling up the refrigerators, getting ready for Saturday. But they were a part of it. They didn't know that's what right. we were doing. They thought it was just go playtime at the stadium. And then we'd go down on the field, and they'd run around, and they thought that was great. So it was just a matter of involving them mm-hmm. in it rather than feeling like there's a separation between what dad does versus what we do. Yeah, that's and then I, and just a, and thinking about as hearing you speak is – I was able to take a. I was fortunate enough to take the trip. Uh, I think two years ago to the Navy game, which was a great experience. But I did not have anything on, you know, UC, and so we're going on the team bus, and Mike's like, "Hey, you're not getting on the bus unless you put on a UC stuff." You, you so you're responsible so, for that. But, but you were talking about all yeah, but in. It's a great, yeah. it's a great story. But he goes, I mean, just so people know, I think it's easy to judge. Like, oh, you know, he's getting interviewed or he's this, but he's all in all the time, and right. he's, and he didn't know me really at well at all it was the first time we really seen that trip was so cool, wasn't it? yeah it was great did i did you were there remember the story yeah. what happened yeah that was it was i'm sorry go ahead and finish this no story, but, but then i can it, it's yeah fun. i mean great trip great trip but to kind of make a, a long story short was that i mean he was so persistent 
He gave, he opened his bag up. He took his shirt out. And he's like, you're going to put this on before you get on the bus. And I looked at him and I was like, he's dead serious. So I went to the bathroom. I threw on the shirt and I still have the shirt to this day. When I go in the closet, it reminds me because I'm the you know leader of this organization. I'm like, you got to be all in, yeah, you know, yeah. and, and you got to bring everyone onto your bus. And I think that's obviously anyone that, you know, has evaluated to come onto your staff. I'm sure obviously they see that, but it's, it's true. It's genuine. Like you're, it, 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 I think it's like I said, you, you're in all the time. And I, I love that. It's a great example for someone like myself or Calvin to really Absolutely. aspire to is like, yep. when I saw that and I tell people that story all the time, I'm like, he literally opened up his bag, grabbed his own shirt. Make, he said, go to the bathroom and get changed before, before you get getting left. <laughs> and then we sat on the bus and we talked and it was we really cool. We, we found out about fun. you know being yeah. backup quarterbacks and, and whatnot. But uh, yeah, but it was great to uh, see Roger stop. I mean, that, what a great opportunity oh, for me. That was like yeah. a dream come true. I mean, Mr. Or, Mr. America really, I mean, mm-hmm. he's great. And so I don't know if I, if you recall, so we had one of our boosters who, uh, who played with Roger in high school and he came up and said, Hey, Mike, you know, we can't bring everybody down, but if you want to come down and see Roger for a minute, I go, I'd be honored to come down and shake Roger's hand. And so I went down and told him how awesome it was to grow up and follow a guy like him. And, and, uh, we're having a short chat about the game and different things. And he goes, Hey Mike, I got, I got something for you. And I'm thinking he's going to give me this incredible piece of leadership vision about what is makes him him great and he's going to give me a nugget associated with about hey how to be incredible you know and i'm like i'm all in i'm a huge sponge he leans into me and he pulls me kind of aside and goes hey mike he goes has anybody told you that the seapaw logo looks like the chick-fil-a logo (laughs) (laughs) and i go roger you're killing me man he we were just laughing but he was serious that's what he was thinking because i had my See, to your point, yeah. I was wearing, yeah. as my wife calls yeah. it, the badge. Right. I had right. the badge on. Yep. And it was when he said, I just wanted to go, Roger, you were killing me, man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm thinking I'm going to get this incredible prophetic statement about what to do and I can put it on the wall, you know, like greatness is achieved through whatever, but oh, I'll never forget it. It was, And then I saw him the next day at the... At the game, it was awesome. It was funny. Oh man, yeah, what a great trip! I mean, that was fantastic. We actually have a picture of that in in our office, and and we actually Todd has one, I have one, and we look back. Like I said, that was just such a great trip, and we look forward to many more. So, you want to do a quick rapid fire? Yeah, yeah, we have a little rapid fire awesome. session. You Let's get in it. for it. Favorite sport? The one you anytime the one I'm in, whether I played or now, the one we're in. I didn't even get that finished the question. I the wall, I'm yeah. sorry. Like no, that's great. That's another no, I thing I write yeah, at yeah. the top of my interview things. Listen. <laughs> Listen. Oh, I'm sorry. I got too excited. The one we're in. Yeah, I like well, it. The, hey, go ahead. It. I'm sorry. Do you want to finish the question? No, no. no, no. That, yeah. that, that, that was it was going to be baseball, Kansas. Did you enjoy baseball or football? The one we were in. There we go. There okay. it is. All right. Whichever right. we're in. Right. Consistency. <laughs> Better place to live, Boulder or San Diego State? San Diego. Oh boy, San Diego. The weather—it was funny. It's it's San Diego because the weather just doesn't change. Mm-hmm. In fact, we we were marking it on our calendar 183 days. There was not a variance of more than one degree in 183 days straight. We need to open up, and we're like, there. this is crazy. Wow, you know, we hadn't ex- experienced June gloom uh, yet then, but uh, that was amazing. Most memorable. Higher or maybe addition as far as coaches, maybe? Most memorable. <laughs> probably 
Uh, I as, mean, obviously, as your coach, head baseball coach, yeah. yeah. <laughs> obviously, I'm really proud of the team here, but I didn't do it alone. We have a lot of yeah. people that help, and I yeah. think that's back to when you're talking about fit, fit, fit. You have to talk about it's not a fit just for you. Yes. It's a fit for all the people they're going to touch, and vice versa. Sure. So if you if somebody's going to come in and think, well, I got all the answers, da da da, and they're not a fit on either side, it's a two way street there. That is, and it's not just for the corner office people. Right. It's for everyone. And uh, I think that's why, you know, we, we celebrated the landing on the moon this year, 50 years. One of the, my most memorable um, uh, pieces of the whole NASA thing is, if you recall, when they had 400,000 people working on sitting, putting Armstrong on the moon, okay? And, and Aldrin, and who forgets Mike flying around by himself getting ready to pick him up, right? Everybody forgets about his role. But the awesome part was when somebody said, hey, man, you work at NASA? Yeah. What are you doing? I'm working to put a man on the moon. Everyone and, said and that. Everyone said it, from the janitor to the chef to the, to the person cleaning uh, the rocket to fuel, name it. That's what, and that's awesome. Yeah. And, and 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 it's neat to see that depicted in different movies uh, movies that they've made recently about it. They're all, they all talk about that. Yeah. You want to talk about a committed culture? That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, you're right. That, yeah, all in once again. And so most movies. memorable hires, I don't know, probably the ones we missed on. Touche, <laughs> <laughs> right. touche, yeah. right? Because yeah. I mean, you can say, "What was your greatest win?" And I'm like, "Ah." Yeah. Oh, I don't know. There's a lot of phones, but I can tell you the greatest losses, man. It's yeah. like, oh man, those hurt. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, man. AKA Miami, uh, Colorado. <laughs> I remember that one. I can't get that out of my mind. So, but yeah, in business, we shut down. To go off of what Mike's saying, we uh, we've opened 20 staffing centers. We've shut down one. And the only one we've shut down is Chicago, and I it was a learning opportunity for me and. I, long story short, I shouldn't have opened it at the time, but like you said, that sticks in my I'm memory. Sorry, it's always in the of the night. though, but you yeah. just don't want to do it again. Right. Because yeah. right. as they like to say in our business, we love you, win or tie, but don't tie too much. <laughs> right so don't right, you, right, the, right. It, we're you know yeah, so right. losing a a on a missing on a coach or missing in chicago is a tie yeah. you will call it a tie but guess what don't tie too much right yeah, yeah you're right yeah you got to win more than you tie that's for nothing. that's for sure we love you yeah win see tie don't see roger staubach might have give you know mike a, a, a nugget but we're getting many we're getting nuggets done, so yeah. here so, so. No, i'm I, I salute what you're doing. I uh, I have an executive coach, and one of the things she's we were talking about routine a day and how do you get wired. And she goes, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "Well, I listen to this in the morning, and I do this." And she goes, "She goes, she goes. You know what? You need to start listening to some podcasts." And I'm like, "Yeah, I'm into that." I so that. guess what? I got listen the to them. Here we I, go. Yeah. I learned stuff. Now I got to go on Underdog and see what you guys have been doing on other podcast yeah. stuff. So you, it just creates a sense of sure. of thought yeah. which i think is important rather than getting wrapped up and hey there was another challenge somewhere in the country you know i'm not sure that for me as an internal optimist that does me any good so God, that's why i listen to podcasts now yeah yeah well, all we, over the place well i think that's a perfect you know we really appreciate your time i mean you're just such a did we get through your rapid fire i was just getting warm are you did you have any <laughs> more we're trying to inspire Guggen's okay so we got okay. we got one more i like it i didn't know if you had any i wanted to make sure you got through your rapid fire okay well hold on i had i had one right. um we'll finish on yours this is with katie because i had a conversation what what comes to mind? Uh, road game Wichita State uh, basketball this year. 
Do you remember what happened? Well, there was a fun cheering section. Well, we won't I, go into too much, but yeah, do you so remember? <laughs> if, I remember the one two We're all in. Ago. Okay, okay. So I wasn't there this year. Oh, okay. But right. I was we, were, we were loud and proud. We're going to yeah. leave it at that. But. Yeah, that's that's an intense place. That's Boy, a, uh, that's right. You know, back, talking about right movies again, you remember Spinal Tap? Yeah. You remember the movie yeah, Spinal yeah. Tap? And they had the the volume that go to 11, yep. the knob, you know, because most of them go to 10. Yeah. Well, theirs go to 11, which is one more than 10. Yeah. So it goes to yeah, 11. That's a hostile, so, yeah, that's a hostile place over they there. They do. They turn their volume up to 11. I mean, your ears are bleeding over the noise of the music and their crowd and their yeah. bands 40 rows up. And <laughs> it's just different. That's it all. Is. It's just different. Yeah. No disrespect. Yeah. They've won yeah. a lot of games. Absolutely. And Coach Marshall's yep. been to the Final Four recently. I salute all that. It was just different. Yeah. And I'm like, man, my ears are bleeding from yeah. that music. They turned, they're just going to 11. Yeah. God love your staff because they were checking in. We had a good group all went over there and, and, uh, yeah, it was a little hostile territory. And she called and said, Hey, you guys good? Like, we're good. <laughs> but we're just fun. passionate. We're yeah, just cheering. Group. We're just group. cheering, supporting our guys. Yeah. Absolutely. That's what we do. So, Perfect. That's what we do. Well, thank you very much. Uh, you know, on behalf of the underdog, Kyle, Tiffany, Patrick, and myself, thank you for taking time and, uh, you know, sharing a little bit of your story and your journey. And oh, we wish I'd, you. I look forward to doing it anytime. I salute what you're doing. Underdog status is, is awesome. Uh, I mean, you're getting ready to talk to a coach that was an incredible underdog going into the tournament, going into the NCAA tournament. The, you know, he wins the AAC. And guess what? They had a mentality that they were going to go in and address that. And I think being an underdog, I mean, that's why you look at the lines of games because, you know, ESPN puts them all out there. There, despite the fact we won't, don't want them to do that, but you and you love it when you're an underdog. It's like when we went to UCLA last year and we're a 17 point underdog. And I'm like, let's go, right? Yeah. Let's yeah. go, man. Yeah, yeah. let's yeah, do this. It. Yeah, absolutely. You, you played. Yeah, yeah. Let's, yeah. Go. Yeah. Yeah. Level. let's go. And here, and here, and what, we got nothing to lose. Now we're about to interview Coach Cooks, but I'm from Granville High School. My man, I think he need, he deserves. He's from. He should be the most famous alumnus from Granville High School, the home of the Blue Aces. I don't know if you knew our nickname. Blue Aces. Not yeah, we are. The can Blue, he sing the white song the Blue in Aces. high school though? Can you? That's I, what I want to know. Oh man, come he's on, me on the man. spot. Come on, not all in. He's not all in. No, he's not. Oh man, I shouldn't have brought. He's in your locker room. Come on, man. Think back. Get him. like fifteen years. How we in? This is how we in. No, but we need Coach Googs. He needs a statue outside of Granville Baseball High School Stadium. The fight song. He don't get no statue. Yes. Oh. He's got it. And on I that note. <laughs> he, he is all in, and that's why he's successful right there. Oh, that's what I'm talking about. Yes. You got to get locked in and understand that stuff. I love it. Come I love on. It. Well, thank you so much. Oh, thank you. All right. Thank you. Love you guys it, have a great so day. Thank you. It. Thank you. Thanks for listening to The Underdog Podcast. Please subscribe and rate our podcast on the Apple and Google Podcast apps and send our Twitter handle a screenshot of your rating at Underdog Pod with your shirt size for a chance to win a free t-shirt. See you next week on the UDP.